Welcome to Life on Planet Earth with John Aiden Byrne. There is an enormous amount of stress in the world today. Matter of fact, John, outside of vaccine or pandemic, the most search word on the internet is stress. That was Barry Shore, my guest coming up, talking to me about another global pandemic, stress. Well, Barry has lots to tell us about it and his new book out in April. It's called The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy. A voyage of discovery in an uncommon age of unparalleled scientific, economic, political, and social upheaval, life on planet Earth searches for the unvarnished truth, answers, solutions, and above all, hope for our existential crisis. Barry Shore is known as the ambassador of joy. He is a philanthropist, serial entrepreneur, with two multi-million dollar exit deals behind him. And Barry is a former quadriplegic who overcame the worst of his rare disease. Barry is now an amazing swimmer and has spoken before massive audiences about his remarkable life. The essence, in my humble opinion, as I said before, of the joy of living, the title of my forthcoming book, is giving. When you recognize that you are in service, that we're here to serve, not to be served, then you become a giver and givers win. Barry Shore's nationally syndicated radio show and his podcast, The Joy of Living, is heard globally by hundreds of thousands and has had over 2 million downloads. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. Sherlock, it's grand to have you back. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. My guest is Barry Shore, who has a new book out soon. It's called The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. Barry Shore, welcome to my show. You are known as the ambassador of joy. And I know when we connected just before the show, you were joyful. You were singing into the phone. You blew me away with your cheerfulness, your optimism, your happiness. It was infectious. Well, that's the kind of infection we want to spread around the world, Wonderful John. And a good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. Now, John, how can I say that the many tens of thousands of people that are listening to us are all good-looking? Because by definition, if they turned in to listening to you and me, by definition, they're always looking for and finding the good. That's a good-looking person, looking for and finding the good in everyday life. 
Well, I only wish everybody had your attitude. Well, the genius of what we're doing, John, is that we're joining forces so that we can enable planet Earth and all the residents thereof to live in joy daily. That is our mission, and we are fulfilling it with you, wonderful John and Barry Shore. Well, I'm going to call you wonderful Barry Shore. You're the ambassador of joy. We will ask you in depth what makes you joyful because I was asking myself, I was reading your biographical notes and doing a lot of research and just trying to figure out what makes Barry Shore tick. But I want to take you back to September the 17th, 2004. That was a life-changing moment for you and it takes us to your situation today. Can we go back to the events back in 04 and tell only, us? Only because you are such a joyous John that the answer <laughs> is yes. So let's do the following for your wonderful listening audience who is leaning in and say, what is John going to be? What is this guy going to be talking about that John mentioned? So imagine everybody standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening be in the hospital completely, totally paralyzed, and not from an automobile accident, not from a spinal injury, but a rare disease that I never heard of before that day took over my body and rendered me totally and completely paralyzed. I became what's known as a quadriplegic in a matter of hours, John. And I was 144 days in hospital. I was two years in a hospital bed in my own home. I couldn't turn over by myself. Four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs, my hips to my ankles for a year and a half. And that was progress. Thank God today I am able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand made for me by a Zen master. But I still can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. And I have helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice, positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. And it's all because I have been able to tap into and find that vein of gold called the three fundamentals of learning how to live in joy daily, no matter the circumstances. Wow. So you're joyful most of the time, all of the time? All of the time. And there's one major reason. You ready? Yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> you, you can't, how much better can you get than that i'll give you a simple proof let's talk about the three fundamentals then we'll go into some depth so the three fundamentals that i have been able to discover and write about my forthcoming book called entitled the joy of living how to slay stress and be happy and the three fundamentals are number one life has purpose and when you lead a purpose-driven life, you can go mad. Now, in this case, MAD is a great acronym, John, that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference in your life and the life of everyone around you. Therefore, you affect the entire world. And the third fundamental of life is to uncover the secrets and the power of everyday words and terms. Let's take a most simple example. Ready? The word smile, S-M-I-L-E. Who doesn't like smile? I mean, think about it, right? But 
When we talk about the power and the secrets of everyday words, we like to find the positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant essence of the word. So the word smile in our language, in our dictionary, stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Imagine that, seeing miracles in life every day. got to tell you a quick story, John. Uh, Pre-pandemic, and we're getting through this, so God willing, this will come back again. I would speak uh, very often to large groups of people, about 5,000 people this particular time, just before the pandemic broke out. And I mentioned about my story and about seeing miracles in life every day, and people invariably raise their hands and say, but Barry Shaw, Barry Shaw, I've been up for hours where I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you see? Can you walk? Can you stand? Do you have water, drink, food to eat, a place to sleep, family, friends? Every single one of those is a miracle. And here's the simple proof. You ready? A million plus people did not get out of bed this morning. And you know why? They died. Now, if you're listening to this right now, guess what? You didn't. You're here. Therefore, you can live exuberantly to have life, to understand life stands for living inspirationally for eternity. When you're here, you have a literally an obligation to not just breathe, but to be involved and be a giver. The essence of the joy of living is summed up in one word giving. Now, i got to tell you a quick story to interrupt myself. My eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago, and she says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile S-M-I-E-L? And I thought about it. I said, smile, smile, sounds the same. Why not? And I asked her, how come? Because she says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. <laughs> I don't know about the babe, John. How do you like that? I love it. I really love it. Now, you have to explain to me in a little more detail how you recovered and made the road to recovery from being a quadriplegic. It took a few years. And yes. was your recovery, it was remarkable in many sense. Do many recover like you did? Well, let's just be very clear about something. I'm still in recovery. I'm like an addict in the sense that when you no longer drink, you really introduce yourself and say, uh, I'm a drunk, <laughs> even though you don't drink anymore. I, we're all in recovery, John, in the sense of when one gains an insight into oneself and learns that this particular show, John and Barry are talking right now, it has nothing to do with John and very little to do with Barry. It has to do with you, the person listening. Am I correct? It's all yes. about you, Y-O-U-E-W-E. And when you understand that by utilizing the three fundamentals of life and the 11 strategies, and we'll talk about some of them in the next few minutes, that really what happens is that you become healthier and wealthier by utilizing strategies that enable you to become the best you possible. When you're the best you, you make a difference in the world. You literally grow into yourself. So my recovery over the course of years and again, I'm still doing this on a daily basis. Every day, the ability to get out of bed in the morning, it still takes me 10 minutes to get out of bed. But guess what? I get out of bed. <laughs> I couldn't do that for years. So the ability to get out of bed and to appreciate it all revolves around what I call PTL. PTL stands for prayer, therapy, and love. 
And with love, by the way, which is a great, also a great acronym, it stands for living on vibrant energy, living on the vibrational plane. When you learn to live in love and you are not just a recipient, but a giver of love, then you infuse yourself with the most powerful health giving medicine that exists. And it also is, again, it creates great wealth, not just wealth in the mind, which of course is a, a really important base if you're going to have material wealth. You need to have wealth in the mind. So prayer, therapy, and love. Let me talk to you a little bit about prayer. It has very little to do with begging. It has everything to do with expressing oneself and being thankful. Thank is a wonderful acronym that stands for to harmonize and network kindness. When you recognize the kindness in your life and the ability for you to be kind, kind stands for keep inspiring noble deeds, for you to be that way now, that's prayer. The therapy part was very, very fascinating for me because here I am a quadriplegic and I am blessed to tell you that I have a, a, a neighbor who is an aquatic therapist. Matter of fact, after I came home from the hospital, after they said more than four and a half months, uh, he came over one day and he said, I got to tell you, I'm going to have you up and walking within a year. I said, great. I mean, I didn't move my hands or anything. I'm a quadriplegic. I said, okay, fine. Doctors, by the way, John, were almost unanimous in telling me, now, remember, Barry Shaw, you're 55 years of age. This is uh, very debilitating and it's unlikely you'll walk again. There was not, they weren't encouraged. Of course, did I listen to them? No. Did I let it penetrate my being? No. Was it difficult to not let it penetrate my being? Yes. But here comes my friend who says to me, I'm going to have you up for walking in a year. Okay. Willing to listen. And now what he does, he gets me into the pool, into the water. And he has people that are working with him. And they put flotation devices on my arms and on my legs and on my belly so I don't sink and drown. <laughs> I'm going to make the story short, but over the course of a number of years, I'm able to op to move part of my upper body, especially my arms, not my legs so much, my arms. And one day, John, I was able to move my arms over my head and start swimming a backstroke. Now, it's very rudimentary and it didn't look very good, but who cares? I was moving through the water, right? Back and forth in the pool. I live in Southern California, outdoors. So even in the wintertime, I can swim. And I loved it so much that I didn't stop. And I didn't stop for 98 minutes. And I swam one mile without stopping on my back. So I was invigorated. I said, okay, if I can do it once, I'll do it again. Now, again, I have to have flotation devices on my legs and something to make me make sure I don't sink and drown. But I did that twice a week and then three times and then four times and five times. I am perseverant. And I enjoyed the process so much that my body responded. Now, I, I didn't get up and jump out of the pool and, and run. I can barely walk. And I have to use a device to get me in and out of the pool because there's a special a lift that they use. But here I am swimming now a mile a day. And then after an, a year or plus of doing that, I was able to get on my tummy and with adaptive uh, paddles on my hands because my fingers don't close and a snorkel and still flotation devices on my legs. I now swim John Byrne two miles a day, six days a week. And I've been doing that for more than a dozen years. And as of our 
talking today, I have accumulated more than eight thousand miles because they keep track of every half mile mile two miles two and a half three and that is basically swimming from your home in new york john across the atlantic to morocco through the straits of gibraltar across the mediterranean to jerusalem and down to dubai (laughs) this is incredible it's remarkable i got to ask you barry just to put everything in context how many people in our society who are quadriplegic go on to live a better physical and mental life like you did? I mean, what's the quote-unquote the recovery or recovering rate? So this is a, a very important question. Remember, I had quadriplegia because of a rare disease. The technical name is Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS for the cognoscenti, also known as French polio because the two doctors, Guillain and Beret, were those the names of William and Barry in, in French. Uh, so my particular situation may be different than somebody who had a spinal injury or car accident and such. But just uh, yesterday, I was doing a webinar for a group of people that are basically paraplegic basketball players. I like that. They play from their wheelchair. I love it. I love it too because... That's a a sign of optimism. It's a sign of hope. It's a sign of vitality. It's a sign of life. Absolutely. This is the key. What you are saying... See, I love using four-letter words. Matter of fact, I'm going to even use the four-letter F-U word, so I'm just warning Uh-oh. you in advance. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use it because it's fun, and I do it for the shock value. But the four-letter words that we use in our world, John, in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, the four-letter words we use are live, life, grow, hope, uh, free, gift, <laughs> time, Pray, play, <laughs> and the four-letter F-U word is fun. Fun, mm. yes, capital F-U, capital N, capital N. And people invariably say, but Barry Shaw, Barry Shaw, fun's only spelled with three letters. Not in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Like Dr. Seuss, we make the word happen, right? Fun. So I'd love to teach people when you go home after this show or you're listening, you point your finger, you see your family and your friends, point your finger, a spark, a twinkle in your eye, a smile on your face, remember that it stands for, and you say, F you, everybody. But remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. They'll say, where'd you get that? I said, well, I listened to John Byrne, and he had this crazy <laughs> guy on it. He, he tells the world to go F you, capital N, capital N. Barry, you've got your marbles together. But to to address that point about recovery or recovering from quadriplegia, just to get a sense of that, because I'm sure people will be listening and say, well, if Barry can do it, I can do it. That's the reason why I'm here. This is the reason, John, that you and I are making this podcast. This is the reason that I live. This is the reason it gets me out of bed in the morning or just interacting with people. I'm going to give you two very important phrases that it's good for you to know and to share whenever you can, and for the people listening. The first phrase is because of the situation of, let's say, being paralyzed. And that is the following. Diagnosis is not destiny. Diagnosis is not destiny. Mm -hmm. Somebody had a car accident, spinal injury, and now they're confined to a wheelchair and such. Okay, is that an easy process? No, come on. This is real life. This is tough. Diagnosis is not destiny. That's why I told you about people who are in wheelchairs 
playing basketball. You, now the six most important words that any human being needs to hear, internalize, utilize, and leverage in their life. And these six words are, drum roll, fanfare, da-da-da-da, choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. I choose to be happy. That's a choice. Every human being on the planet has a certain amount of time. You have 24 hours in a day. It doesn't matter if you're the richest person in the world or you're dirt poor. You have time. You have your mind. We have a brain. That brain has 100 plus billion brain cells. We have 10,000 trillion synapses connecting all those brain cells. And they're, more than, they're there for more than just deciding what kind of latte you want this morning, John. The ability to create the kind of world you want to live in creates stands for causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. That's the world you want to create. You do it by looking at yourself and recognizing who you are and what you are as a living, breathing human being. No matter the situation, we bring hope to the world. Hope stands for helping others progress every day. That's the genius of being alive, John, alive, whatever the circumstances. A lot of positivity in everything you say, Barry. But just to go back to it again and we'll move forward, everyone who is a quadriplegic, are you saying that they can all live a better life if they're in a bad place now? Some of them may be able to take up swimming, become stronger physically, even with the assistance of aids and canes or does it vary it varies but the answer is yes the answer is yes say yes to life say yeah matter of fact that's a, a brand new book that was just reissued uh by victor frankel victor frank everybody knows the book mm. man's search, Man search for meaning and if you haven't read it which most people don't but Pick it up and read. Is he one of your heroes? Absolutely. There is not a question. There are three books that I use regularly. One of them is that. But there's a new book that was just issued about his lectures that were given in 1946. And I emphasize the year, 1946. He was liberated from the concentration murder camps in 1945. With less than a year, he was back in Vienna lecturing about yes to life. He understands that life itself is the greatest gift, G-I-F-T. I want to share two things, though, because you and I mentioned before the show, there is an enormous amount of stress in the world today. Matter of fact, John, outside of vaccine or pandemic, the most searched word on the internet is stress. We know why some of that is the case today with COVID-19 and people losing their jobs and isolation, all those kind of things. But you tell us how you see it, Barry. Let's talk about stress. I'm going to give you two ways of looking at stress. We're going to use it as an acronym. You ready? The first way is Stomach, that's the word, S-T-R-E-S-S, correct? First one stands for stomach turning reality, enabling self-sabotage. Ah, 
Do you know what happened? I lost my job. I'm going to lose the house. My cousin committed suicide. The kids are going crazy. This is horrible. Oh, my God. I don't know what they're going to do. Turning reality, enabling self-sabotage. Now, let's take another way of looking. The same word, stomach-turning reality. It's true. It is true. Lost a job. Well, maybe lose the house. Cousin committed suicide. The kids are going crazy. I mean, the world is falling apart. Enabling self-success. Do you hear this? Absolutely. Of a stomach-turning reality, a situation that is untoward, a situation that challenges your very being. It's how you respond in any given situation that determines your success. Remember, we talked about choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Stomach-turning reality. Yes, it's tough. <laughs> you lost your job. You may lose the house. Your cousin did commit suicide. The kids are crazy. The world is just upside, topsy-turvy. Enabling self-success. Your response makes all the difference. When you live in joy daily, joy stands for generating ongoing youth. And why do we say youth? Because youth is the essence, the essence of life, of living exuberantly. Right, John? Isn't that what youth is about? It's not just a physical, uh, chronological number. Youth is a state of mind. Youth is, is vital to making sure that you live in such abundance that nothing, nothing, impinges upon your ability to be healthier and wealthier and to be a cog. A cog stands for channel of goodness and a child of God. And when you recognize who you are, you are mad. Remember, make a difference. I asked what kind of family she wanted. She said, a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at adoptuskids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. My guest is Barry Shaw, who has a new book out soon. It's called The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. Barry, you mentioned Victor E. Frankel, and Man's Search for Meaning, and you mentioned prayer, you mentioned God. I take it you believe in God and you are a spiritual and religious person? The answer indubitably is yes. And I like to uh, say it with the acronym BIG. (laughs) BIG stands for, depending on what you want to use for the word, BIG stands for believe in God or believe in giving. Because to me, they're interchangeable. The essence, in my humble opinion, as I said before, of the joy of living, the title of my forthcoming book, is giving. When you recognize that you are in service, that we're here to serve, not to be served, then you become a giver and givers win. Explain that to me a little bit, Barry, because a a successful businessman like you, and you are successful, and I want to talk about that a little bit too, um, can give much more from his bank account and his possessions than the widow down the street. Of course, we know the story of the widow's might in the Bible. 
But does it matter the proportion of what you're giving? Could it be somebody's time? Take us, explain that to me, what given means. Okay, let's, this is so important, John. I'm glad that you've picked up on this. Let's say you have a person who is um, monetarily worth, pick a number, $10 billion. That's a large amount of money, would you say? Oh, I would like some of that, Barry. Okay, well, you can have all of it. In fact, I'll give you my bank routing number later. You can have it all, $10 billion. <laughs> and now you have, like you said, the widow down the street who has, let's say, $1,000. The widow down the street is a not just a believer in giving. She lives her life that way. She is surrounded, even though she's a widow right now, she's surrounded by her five children, all of whom contribute to her physical mental and spiritual well-being and she gives every single day she gives a dollar every single day of her life to some charity they puts it in a box or she gives it to somebody whatever but she builds her giving muscle every single day she takes it as her how should we say it her ability to occupy space in this world because that's how she lives her life that's how she and her husband live that's how she raised her children and they are also givers remember we're talking about becoming healthier and wealthier she looks upon life as a great opportunity to be of service take the person who's worth 10 billion dollars we'll call it a she is the moment she also is a widow she also has five children and she's also a giver she gives Regularly, proportionally, she um, um, just in terms of sheer numbers, she gives far more money every day than the widow does, but she gives every day. She is comfortable with the fact that the good Lord has blessed her with enormous abundance. So the story of a wealthy person who is a miser and a poor person who's a giver may not always be true. It happens to be, however, and we all know this in life, that when you do have a lot of possessions and money does that for you, it enables you to buy things and have things, things start becoming part of your world. And it becomes a little bit more difficult to part with them. That's part of the difficulty of wealth. Wealth is a wondrous, fabulous, amazing tool, as I write about in my book. Money, as my one of my uncles growing up was uh, fabulously successful, and he taught me when I was literally in the, um, I think I was 14, 15, we were discussing business, I already entered some business and done fairly well, and he mentioned to me, he said, Barry, remember something, I'm going to tell you now, and it'll probably take you a number of years to figure it out what I'm saying, but I'm going to tell you now anyway. Money is a fabulous servant. It is a god awful master. Please, please use it as a tool and work hard to make sure you do not serve it. And wow. I stumbled sometimes during life. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know. But the reality of life is that, as you said, I've been very successful in business, thank God. I've also made mistakes, but I've had a couple of public companies, been bought out, made money, had patents issued, ran organizations, and I took to heart what my uncle and others had taught me. And in each one of my businesses, the businesses were always about service. What is it that enabled us to give the best service? Because that's what made us the most money, by the way. But money was not the goal. The goal was, what can we do 
to maximize our service. Because when you're thinking that way, remember, I want to put in place, John, here, we are uh, working with becoming spiritual chiropractors. So you're aware of what a chiropractor is, John. You may have even gone to one, right? You know what happens. You're, you're sort of out of sorts and neck or back or whatever it is. And the chiropractor twists this and moves that and ah, oh, maybe feel a little better because you're in alignment. So we're spiritual chiropractors for ourselves. And we, what we want to do is we want to align our thoughts in good, our speech in good, and our actions in good. When you align your physical, mental, and spiritual being and you're in goodness, it becomes less effort to become that channel of goodness in the world. When you do that, you are living purpose. You are living in mad. You're making a difference. It could be a difference for one person. It could be a difference for a community, a city, a country. You're making a difference. Can I talk to you about a butterfly for a moment? Tell you. But I'm going to ask you a quick question and then tell me the butterfly story. I'm enjoying this thoroughly. How much of our own personal wealth and possessions should we give away? The late Mother Teresa said we should give until it hurts. Oh, so my I have another uncle who was... Um, ran some businesses, did not make as much money as my that other uncle I mentioned to you. And he used to laugh out loud with that. And he says, give until it makes you happy. <laughs> that's even that's even better, Barry, until it makes you happy. Yes, until it makes you happy. Some people would be like the uh, miser in the other corner. Miser will never be happy no matter how much they give. I guess that's why they're called misers. Right. And, and miser is the first word in the word misery. Who wants to live in misery? So let's take a look at the, at the butterfly just for a moment. And then I want to mention one other thing before we uh, part company for this particular round, because I'm sure we'll do it again. The pandemic has much of it to do with corrosive negative thinking. That's where the pandemic really is the most fearsome in corrosive, negative thinking. We want to, as much as possible, remember, choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Speech is the vessel that channels blessing into the world. And as a conscious, conscientious being, it's, it's on you, John, and myself, to bring blessing into the world regularly. When you see somebody that you know, well done, good job. Hey, you look especially good today. Anything you can say that uplifts. I'm going to stop you there, Barry. That means people have to control their egos and their passions to be naturally mischievous and jealous of other success and encourage others and wish them well. You've got it. You've hit on the mind. Yeah. We found the gold mine that is endless, sir. Exactly correct. That's what life is about. When you live in good, when you speak in good, when you think in good, you will see a world that is so radiant, so alive, so beneficial to everybody in it, even when it doesn't matter if it's snowing, if it's cloudy, if it's raining, if it's if you're swimming in a pool of 82 degrees and the sun is shining, you're living in Southern California, it doesn't matter. What matters is, who are you? You know what who stands for, John? You do know. Who stands for winners help others. 
how helping others win enables you to become the best you. Remember what we said, this, this show is not about interviewing Barry Shore or having John Byrne show how smart he is. It's about the person listening and that it's all designed for you. Why owe you for you to be the best you possible? I mean, I'm sure you're going to mention my website later. And I'm going to take an opportunity to just pack in a few quick things about you so that listeners get a full context of your background. You started an internet company back in 1999 and sold it to a NASDAQ-listed company within 18 months for more than $10 million. Today, the acquiring company has a $4 billion market cap. Well, that might help explain also why you're the ambassador of joy, but I don't sense that it's about materialism for you. It's it. Let's be blunt. Material things enable one to do a little better, a little more in life, but they have no bearing whatsoever upon one's attitude, because if they do, then the attitude needs a bit of shift. Now, the word, by the way, word shift is, I, I find wonderful because I have a number of friends who've written books called Shift Happens. And I always mention that <laughs> some people have trouble pronouncing that F. You know, they just drop it. It doesn't, I don't know why. But when you realize that the world is conspiring to be of benefit to help you, as opposed to thinking any other way, then that's what gives you lift. That's what makes all the difference. It's all about you and what you bring when you get up in the morning, when you live your day, and you go to sleep at night. And when you pass by a friend's house, if the person, you don't even see them, just say, hey, I'm wishing you well, great success. You've got, here, imagine this one. I'm walking and you go into the, but we're able to go back to our coffee shops, right? And you walk in and you order your fancy latte for five and a half dollars. And you sit down, somebody brings it to you. You say, thank you, right? We're going to use the two most powerful words in the English language, which are thank you. Remember, thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness. So you said thank you, somebody brought it to you. You go into the coffee shop, you order your fancy latte for five and a half dollars, a few minutes go by, nobody brings it to you. You go to the counter and say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot, and we're busy, we'll bring it to you. A couple more minutes, still somebody brings it to you, say thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop and it's raining out. Somebody holds the door open for you. You say, thank you. <laughs> You're walking out of the coffee shop and it's raining and somebody slams the door into you. What do you say, John? Thank you. You're stuck in traffic. You're late for an appointment and somebody cuts you off. What do you say? Thank you. You get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, thank you. To harmonize and network kindness. John, everyone. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Therefore, be kind always. That's one of the most powerful, purposeful, pleasant essence of living life exuberantly. This is wonderful advice. You're saying forgive people. I mean, we know it's a brutal world out there. It's competitive. There are bad people there to cut you off in traffic, especially in the United States of America on a busy highway. And there is a lot of devious things go on in business. Can you always forgive people? It's got to be tough for a lot of people to do that. Well, I didn't say forgive, did I? You did. And what I 
personally do. Remember what I said? I said, thank you. Who was I thanking? That's not exactly like forgiveness then. What I did say, I said, thank you to harmonize and network kindness. Who knows what's going on with that particular person? Maybe they're rushing to the hospital because they just found out that their spouse is giving birth. Um, you have no idea what's happening in anybody else's life. So it, but to have it negatively affect me, why should I do that? Somebody cheated me. Okay, they cheated me. Who really lost? The other person, not me. Have I ever been cheated? Yes. Did I ever cheat anyone? When I was younger, I actually did it. I, I, I remember something that I did that was totally wrong. I mean, I look back and I cringe. I was um, less than, how should we say it? Human. That's it. I was less than human when I did that. That's not how I want to live. I want to live in joy daily. I work on it. I work with it. I use the 11 strategies in my book, and some of them are just so much fun. I mean, one of them we talked about, smile. Another one is get uncomfortable. How do you like that one, John? Get wow. uncomfortable. <laughs> the one of them, by the way, is what you're saying right now. One of the strategies is don't take anything personally. Wow. Does that take work? Oh, hello. Yes. But don't take anything personally, even if it's meant personally. But we'll do it in our next show. We'll discuss it more in depth. Were you always like this, Barry, or did this occur when you dealt with your physical ailment, which you are recovering from and living such a remarkable, joyous life? Or were you like this when you were younger? I thank God. Again, if you read the book, and I urge everybody to do that, you'll see that I had an epiphany at the age of nine. I remember exactly where it was. It was in Boston, great Irish town, right, John? Absolutely. Uh, it was deep in December, and it was cold. It was rainy, and we, we have something called slush. I don't even know if you know what that is, but, I mean, Boston could be <laughs> this stuff. With, uh, I'll just tell you very quickly. I was looking out the window, and in, in our house, like growing up, I'm, now I'm 72, so this goes back a long time when you had radiators radiating heat, and they didn't always do that well. So you have to wear a sweater and gloves inside the house. And I'm looking outside, and I said, I'm even hesitant to say the words now, but I'll say it just for the effect for the for what we're doing here, I said, oh, what a horrible day. You hear that? Mm -hmm. my, I had my aunt was just with an earshot. She comes rushing over and says, Bearshi, because my name Barry, so that was her nickname for me. Bearshi, what are you talking about? Do you, rec do you realize what it means to have this rain come down and the, and the snow covering the ground? Do you know what's going to happen out within a couple of weeks when you have the springtime and the buds going out everywhere? You're going to be out there playing ball and all that. Ah, she was, <laughs> I had no idea what she was talking about, my Auntie Edie. But something clicked, and I was trying to see what she was talking about and almost got a glimpse of it. Of course, it took me a number of years later. I probably was 14, 15, 16 before I began really to see the world that way. I so mean, she was a great mentor. Oh, I'm, Thank God you'll, you'll read about it in the book. Some people that I've been blessed to have met and known and, and helped me, even when they didn't realize they helped me. But just, it's, again, it's a gift. I just did a, a short video for a major organization which talks to people about disabilities, issues. 
And they asked me to talk about the five things. I mentioned very quickly, one of them is called slow, another is called adapt, another is called the gift, uh, the, another one is called buttons, and the fifth one is called people. I won't go into each one at the moment, but the gift one is really critical. When one who has issues, and by the way, we, everybody has some issue, everybody. It could be mental, physical, challenge, everybody has an issue. When you realize that it's a gift, you hear this, John? That it's a gift. <laughs> and you stop fighting it and you embrace it. I'm going to do something very fun with you right now. Just It's going to take a couple of minutes, but it's so fun. I want you to write down the word challenge, right? C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E, correct? Challenge. Done. Okay, Done. underline the first three letters. Done. Now, the last three letters. Done. What do these letters spell, the ones you've underlined? C-H-A. N-G-E, okay. right? Yeah, N-G-E, yep. What does that spell? Change. Change. It's constant. And in the business world, we have a great phrase, everybody wants change. You go first. Okay, but now let's take a look. Change, take a look at the middle letters, L-L-E. This is the key. L-L-E stands for let love embrace change when you let love embrace change then it becomes the gift then you're in the flow then you're utilizing all of those powers that you have as an individual human being and we are powerful sometimes beyond our own understanding and it does sometimes take crisis like being quadriplegic or lesser crises like going through pandemic or everybody has some crisis the ability to recognize it's a gift to let love embrace change then the challenge becomes a gift and it's the pupa emerging from the cocoon as a butterfly a monarch butterfly beautiful fluttering its wings attractive and doing so many good things in the world just by being. I'm hearing a little noise in the background, cymbals. It's making a wonderful sound. Is that in your studio? Yes, right outside the window. Uh, yeah, outside the window. These are special chimes. They're called Woodstock chimes. They are made to be tuned uh, for particular frequencies of, of song. <laughs> well, you're the ambassador of joy. You're mad and which means to make a difference. Do you ever have any down days, dark moments? Do you want me to make you wild with excitement? <laughs> Please. No. Well, I haven't since the age of 14, and I'm 72 now. Oh, my goodness. But I'm, I'm not alone. Everybody can experience this. This is Again, this is about you listening. This is... I am, I'm Barry Shore. I'm just a regular guy. I'm just sure some people listening will say, Barry, wonderful. He might be an exception. A lot of people who are happy will say, you're going to have bad days. Well, I, I've never experienced one yet. Because remember, it, when you recognize that you're alive, <laughs> I can tell you stories that would curl your toes with things that have happened to me that others might say, well, wait a minute, that's pretty bad. Okay, it's not what I wanted, but I'm not. Hey, I'm still here. 
I'm alive. Do I have food to eat? Family? Friends? Recognizing. See, recognition is a very wonderful word because it means recognition. You know something. You want to bring it up to the fore. And again, in some people's lives, for me, it took the good Lord saying, Barry Shore, I need your attention at the moment. You've been running a little too fast. You're doing good stuff in the world, but uh, you're moving a little too fast. I need you on a new mission right now. I'm going to make you a quadriplegic for a little bit so you can slow down. I need you to be involved on something. Okay, you got my attention. <laughs> well, if you could encourage more people in America to have this optimism that you yourself exude, what a wonderful nation we would have. There are so many problems we can identify, social isolation, opioid addiction, marital strife, people just basically unhappy and miserable. But we can cure this. John, here is the message of hope. We can cure this. As I said, I'm sure you're going to mention my website. Um, should I do it now? Give me your website, and then we'll just quickly talk about your radio show and podcast. Because on the website, I'm giving away a free gift. So the website is www. What a wonderful world. <laughs> so I, that's what it stands for. See, whenever you see www from now on, you have to think, what a wonderful world. Oh, my gosh, Barry Shore's in my head. Get out of here. Yes, what a wonderful <laughs> world. BarryShore.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E. Go to the website. And or if you want the free gift, you can see it on the website or just go to barryshow.com slash free. I want to read you something that just happened last night. So I did a, a printer's run of my book, again, called The Joy of Living. And the printer's run just means you print 100 copies to make sure that everything is the way it's supposed to be. So I, I gave to a few friends. One of them just got the book yesterday, and he sends me this text. May I read it? Got your new book, period. Wow, exclamation mark. It is you, Y-O-U, capitalized. If I could beam you into a book, this would be it. Thanks, and I hope your message of joy, capitalized, resonates with every reader in the United States of America. Amen. So the book is going to be published this year? Yes, God willing, uh, mid-April. Maybe we should come together in May and do a audio visual. You have your own podcast and radio show. Can you tell us about that? You have a lot of listeners. Yes, thank God we are blessed. It's uh, the, the title of the podcast is The Joy of Living. <laughs> you can find it wherever these podcasts are, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, all these things, Spotify. Uh, again, just go to barryshore.com. And you click on the uh, podcast uh, tab, and we're happy to say over 340-plus thousand people listen every week around the world, and we have over 2 million downloads of our podcasts with some really fascinating people. Uh, and it's worth it to listen even just for the first 10 minutes of an intro by Barry Shore because uh, people love it. It's quite fun. F you. Remember that? We want to tell the whole world, F U, F U, capital F, capital N, capital N. Uh, and it's just the ability to touch people, one person touching another. So, John, you have thousands and thousands of people who listen. If they could bring away from this two things, three things, it would be one, the three fundamentals of life. Life has purpose. 
when you lead a purpose-driven life, number two, you go mad. You make a difference. Your life makes a difference. And number three, uncover the secrets and the power of everyday words. Like we said, WWW, what a wonderful world. Smile. Seeing miracles in life every day, as my eight-year-old niece says, seeing miracles in everyday life, create, causing rethinking, enabling all to excel, and saying thank you three times a day, consciously and conscientiously, because thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness. And of course, the big one is point your finger and tell the whole world, F you, capital N, capital N. <laughs> Barry sure you're the ambassador of joy. Your book will be coming out in April. Give us the name of it again, please. The Joy of Living, subtitle, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy. Well, it's been fun. Uh, you're mad, making a difference. You're making me mad. I hope I somehow make a difference with this episode. I'm sure it'll touch a lot of people. Let's get together after your book is published. Barry Shore, okay, my pleasure. And no matter where you're listening in the globe, I wish you and yours a very happy and blessed St. Patrick's Day on Wednesday, March 17th. We've been getting into the spirit here early as usual. Some family gatherings amidst COVID-19 with all the social distance rules applied. But no matter what you're doing, if you're still in lockdown, remember this very special day in the lives of Irish and those who love Ireland. And you don't have to be Irish to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sunshine warm upon your face, the rain fall soft upon your fields, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Life on Planet Earth with John Aiden Byrne. To reach the host or learn about advertising or sponsorship opportunities, call 973-664-9460 in the U.S. or email burndesk at gmail.com. That's 973-664-9460 in the U.S. or email burndesk at gmail.com. 973-664-9460 in the U.S. or email burndesk at gmail.com.